Section eight of Wokus Populi by F. Anstey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Section eight. At a dance. The hostess is receiving her guests at the head of the staircase. A conscientiously literal man presents himself. Hostess, with a gracious smile and her eyes directed to the people immediately behind him so glad you were able to come how do you do the conscientiously literal man well if you had asked me that question this afternoon i should have said i was in for a severe attack of malarial fever i had all the symptoms but about seven o'clock this evening they suddenly passed off and perceives to his surprise that his hostess's attention is wandering and decides to tell her the rest later in the evening mr clumpsoul how do you do miss thistledown can you give me a dance miss thistledown who has danced with him before once with pleasure let me see the third extra after supper don't forget miss brusquely to major urser afraid i can't give you anything just now but if you see me standing about later on you can come and ask me again you know mr boldover glancing eagerly round the room as he enters and soliloquizing mentally she ought to be here by this time if she's coming can't see her though she's certainly not dancing there's her sister over there with the mother she hasn't come or she'd be with them poor-looking lot of girls here to-night don't think much of this music get away as soon as i can no go about the thing hooray there she is after all jolly waltz this is they're playing how pretty she's looking how pretty all the girls are looking if i can only get her to give me one dance and sit out most of it somewhere i feel as if i could talk to her to-night by jove i'll try it watches his opportunity and is cautiously making his way towards his divinity when he is intercepted mrs grappleton mr boldover i do believe you are going to cut me mr boldover protests and apologizes well i forgive you i've been wanting to have another talk with you for ever so long i've been thinking so much of what you said that evening about browning's relation to science and the supernatural suppose you take me downstairs for an ice or something and we can have it out comfortably together dismay of mr boldover who has entirely forgotten any theories he may have advanced on the subject but has no option but to comply as he leaves the room with mrs grappleton on his arm he has a torturing glimpse of Miss Roundarm, apparently absorbed in her partner's conversation. Mr. Senior Rope, as he waltzes. Oh, you needn't feel convicted of extraordinary ignorance, I assure you, Miss Featherhead. You would be surprised if you knew how many really clever persons have found that simple little problem of not divided by one too much for them would you have supposed by the way that there is a reservoir in pennsylvania containing a sufficient number of gallons to supply all london for eighteen months you don't quite realize it i see how many gallons is that 
well let me calculate roughly taking the population of london at four millions and the average daily consumption for each individual at no i can't work it out with sufficient accuracy while i am dancing suppose we sit down and we'll do it for you on my shirt cuff oh very well then i'll work it out when i get home and send you the result to-morrow if you will allow me mr Caldersack, who has provided himself beforehand with a set of topics for conversation to his partner as they halt for a moment er consults some hieroglyphics on his cuff stealthily have you read stanley's book yet miss tabula razor no i haven't is it interesting mr Caldersack. i can't say i've not seen it myself shall we er they take another turn mr Caldersack. i suppose you have er been to the hesitates between the academy and the military exhibition decides on latter topic as fresher military exhibition miss tabula razor no not yet what do you think of it mr Caldersack. oh i haven't been either er do you care to they take another turn mr Caldersack after third halt er do you take any interest in politics miss tabula razor not a bit mr Caldersack, much relieved no more do i considers that he has satisfied all mental requirements er let me take you downstairs for an ice they go miss grappleton re-entering with mr boldover after a discussion that has outlasted two ices and a plate of strawberries well i thought you would have explained my difficulties better than that oh what a delicious waltz doesn't it set you longing to dance mr boldover who sees miss roundarm in the distance disengaged yes i really think i must preparing to escape mrs grappleton i'm getting such an old thing that really i oughtn't to but well just this once as my husband isn't here mr boldover resigns himself to necessity once more first chaperon to second ditto how sweet it is of your eldest girl to dance with that absurd mr clumpsoul it's really too bad of him to make such an exhibition of her one can't help smiling at them second chaperon oh ethel never can bear to hurt anyone's feelings so different from some girls by the way i've not seen your daughter dancing to-night men who dance are so scarce nowadays i suppose they think they have the right to be a little fastidious first chaperon bella has been out so much this week that she really doesn't care to dance except with a really first-rate partner she is not so easily pleased as your ethel i'm afraid second chaperon ethel is young you see and when one is pressed so much to dance one can hardly refuse can one when she has had as many seasons as bella she will be less energetic i dare say mr boldover has at last succeeded in approaching miss roundarm and even in inducing her to sit out a dance with him but having led her to a convenient alcove he finds himself totally unable to give any adequate expression to the rapture he feels at being by her side mr boldover determined to lead up to it somehow i 
i was rather thinking he meant to say devoutly hoping but to his own bitter disgust it comes out like this i should meet you here to-night miss roundarm were you why mr boldover with a sudden dread of going too far just yet oh carelessly you know how one does wonder who will be at a place and who won't miss roundarm no indeed i don't how does one wonder mr boldover with a vague notion of implying a complimentary exception in her case oh well generally with the fatal tendency of a shy man to a sweeping statement one may be pretty sure of meeting just the people one least wants to see you know miss roundarm and so you thought you would probably see me i see mr boldover overwhelmed with confusion and not in the least knowing what he says no no i didn't think that i hoped you mightn't i mean i was afraid you might stop short oppressed by the impossibility of explaining miss roundarm you are not very complimentary to-night are you mr boldover i can't pay compliments to you i don't know how it is but i never can talk to you as i can to other people miss roundarm are you amusing when you are with other people mr boldover at all events i can find things to say to them enter another man another man to miss roundarm our dance i think miss roundarm who had intended to get out of it i was wondering if you ever meant to come for it to mr boldover as they rise now i shan't feel i am depriving the other people perceives the speechless agony in his expression and relents well you can have the next after this if you care about it only do try to think of something in the meantime as she goes off you will won't you mr boldover to himself she's given me another chance if only i can rise to it let me see what shall i begin with i know supper she hasn't been down yet his hostess oh mr boldover you're not dancing this do be good and take someone down to supper those poor chaperones are dying for some food miss boldover takes down a matron whose repast is protracted through three waltzes and a set of lancers he comes up to find miss roundarm gone and the musicians putting up their instruments coachman at door to linkmen as mr boldover goes down the steps that's the lot jim mr boldover walks home wishing the park gates were not shut so as to render the serpentine inaccessible End of section 8. Read by Don W. Jenkins, Rancho San Diego, California, shaggybark.blogspot.com.